So, this is going to be another one of our special episodes. I, I know we've got uh, things hanging by a thread in the uh, monastery right now, but um, we are going to have a significant milestone. This next re- next episode that we put out will be our 300th. So, that's kind of an amazing number. Um, so, did anyone here think we were going to get to 300 by the time uh, or any time during our recording history? We have no idea. I did not know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I thought about it, but when I was, when you were like, oh yeah, we're going to do a podcast, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to podcast for the rest of time. And this is something reasonable that's definitely going to happen. And then it sort of actually started happening for quite a bit. Like we're, we're approaching an end, but it just kept stretching much further than I initially thought it would. Well, as, as I said, I thought maybe this whole thing would go for like two years. And here we are in the, in the fifth year heading for the sixth year. So, so what do I know? But yeah. So anyways, we have the youth contingent here, uh, which is an interesting perspective. We'll get the old timers next. Uh, but we got the youth contingent here. So uh, we have Owen. And Owen, who do you play? I play Arlen, our resident wild magic sorcerer. Yes, amongst other things. And we have Bryce. I play uh, Cotter, the paladin, noble, the guy who's secretly scheming to take over the entire kingdom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we have Melanie. And Melanie, who do you play? I play Jade Claw, the awesome archer. Yeah. Little Miss, I know make nearly enough damage and then does 80 points of damage in a round. Has that come out yet? Uh, sh- spoilers. Spoilers? Yeah. Wow, nope. I can't believe this. Nope, nope, that one's already come out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, well, here's a question just for this group. So, um, life has changed for all of you. Uh, when we first started recording five years ago, you all were in, like, high school and stuff. And... Now we're not in high school and stuff. We started. When did I we was, first record? Um, we did record earlier than we started publishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 16 when we started. Okay, so. I, one of us wasn't in. One of the two of us, Melanie and I, was not in high school at the time. Shh, shh, no one needs to know that. Well, no. she, by the time she joined, she was in high school. Good point. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, back in so, so I'm correct on all counts as usual. Yeah. Because we, we started in 2017. And I hadn't quite turned 17 then. So yeah. It's funny that you say youth because we're all not youth anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and actually that's the big first question. So um, what has this journey been for like for you? Because obviously you you started out like you said as youth and we're not youth anymore. Um, you know, in, in fact, uh, you're going out and, and doing big university things and joining the wide wide world of work and things like that yeah no longer doing big university things yeah so what 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 has the journey been like for you i mean you, you, this has been a kind of a constant uh even during your uh time in uh in uh school of one sort or another um i don't know because like i it was since i started college with it like 
doing it regularly, I like, it was just kind of like a normal that was already in my life. So I didn't really have any like weird like conflicts that I needed to get rid of. I did have some conflicts later on, but um, since I like, it wasn't something we were trying to start. Um, we didn't have that weird like first session, second session, like, oh, I can make this one and then not for a while. And then like this again, uh, like a lot of D&D campaigns do but um well if you remember that's actually what like happened something in the that recording i could like, to begin already with. into my schedule huh if you remember that's what happened in the recording to begin with you know it uh that that's what i mean yeah we started up like, and then we couldn't meet for like three months and we're like okay we need a different cast like I, I didn't need to like block something off and then not block it off and then block it off again um but like it was uh, it was a good. Th it was an interesting thing for me to like think about and like reflect back on in our more recent years because um, I would I would think about like oh how would sixteen seventeen year old me do it versus twenty two year old me do it and it's very very different of how I think about my character and how I um, the actions that I that I have. Um, or that I that I do with with my characters and like my characterization choices, um, and then also making friends in college and playing D and D with them and like balancing those characters versus this one, um, and DMing myself and like getting aspects of this campaign in there because that's what I'd like to do and what I've known for a very long time, um, and yeah, it was just like a it's a nice like consistent constant thing even through the pandemic like we we would go on zoom and like i'm doing right now and uh record um and it was a really good like community to be a part of even though it's a community of seven yeah it was it was kind of nice to be able to keep this as a constant uh through the pandemic and and it was kind of kind of uh you know mentally buoying to to uh have this come up every week yeah, definitely. And how about the rest of you? What what is what has been like uh, the changes in your life uh, and regards to the uh, the game over time? Um, one thing Owen brought up was like having it blocked out first. It certainly gave like a whole bunch of structure to like transitionary times. It's like, oh, well, here's like the start of a school year. What what's everything going on? Well, I I know that Sunday I can't plan anything because I'm going to be playing D&D. Uh, it's... It did get... I I personally uh, was... Yeah, it definitely did like get in some of the... get in the way of some things that I might have otherwise wanted to do. But I, I don't think that that was too much of a tragedy. I was able to do a lot of wonderful things in the meantime. And having this as a consistent thing throughout was great. Yeah, and that that's life in a nutshell right there, though. You you end up having to choose one thing or another. It'd be nice to be able to do everything all the time, but uh, there's only 24 hours in a day. Okay, well, let's get on to the game itself. Um, we just talked about, you know, doing personal growth there uh, during this time. Sort of. um, but what about uh, the players and the characters? Um, so let, let's think back over the, the last six years. 
And maybe let's, let's start with fantasy first. Which one of the characters do you feel has has uh, grown the most during that time? Because obviously, I mean, universally for everybody, the characters have grown and changed, um, sometimes even physically. Um, so uh, what 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 uh, what what's your uh, vote for all that? So Owen, why don't you start us off with that again? I think that Cotter has grown the most. Oh, that's um, an interesting answer. Why, why do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm. I might be going forward a couple questions, but um, I believe Bryce tried to base the character off of himself mostly to begin with, um, to like get that baseline to start the role play because we like we we all remember the beginning when. Um, we would be like, and what do you look like? Everyone stares at Bryce. Bryce doesn't say anything. Um, and over the course of the last, uh, the entire time, it's, uh, he's, uh, Cotter has opened up more and like uh, been able to take more of those like uh, leader roles and the the one to take charge in, uh, in certain situations. Um, and it's really, it was really cool to see that like, the small small level one cotter versus level 16 cotter well thanks <laughs> what, what do you two think of feel about that do you agree do you not agree yeah well i'm going to disagree i think it was a craval why most. do you say craval craval started as a dragonborn who didn't knew his heritage fighter who was guarding caravans to earn enough money to survive and then he figured out who he used to be. He changed up his class. He changed up his class again. He changed up his class some more. He took control of the dragonborn in the mountains. He's gone to like be the person who speaks a whole lot for us. He's just changed as a character so much. Yeah. And how about you, Melanie? Do you agree with either of those two guys or do you have your own choice there? I mean, I agree, but I think no one or Sorzak has also changed a whole lot. Yes, definitely. Um, both like personality wise. And yeah, it was, he just grew as a character. Yeah, well, I, I think the uh, the big takeaway here is that actually yeah, everybody has the whole group has has changed and evolved. Um, um Obviously, Jade has been with us the least, so you're kind of handicapped in that regard in this in this voting because you, you you've had uh, the least amount of time to change. Um, but yeah, so now, um, how about the players behind the characters? You've all known each other now for six years, and um, everybody has been through an awful lot of uh, change and growth and uh, life you know circumstances changing and so forth which which one of the players do you think has changed the most in the last six years so what do you think owen is it weird to say me no no because i I think i think i have the changed the most over over everyone in the group um i started as um just like a really um nervous still like really uh uncomfortable 
speaking in like that ro the role play settings and like um i played a, i i made a character that um definitely fit that um that role um even though with a stupid high charisma i still didn't have the individual charisma to like speak out and like i didn't i didn't know the words to take charge and uh lead like a lot of high charisma uh characters do um but over getting more comfortable recording getting more comfortable um playing D D and um like really really understanding my character that i'm making uh more and also like be a more confident person in general um just like uh that change has really like helped me get more into the game and um, enjoy playing uh, much more. And that is like a positive feedback loop. Just like, I feel better about the game, about my character. I play better, which makes me feel better about the game, which makes me play better, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I changed the most. Very good. So uh, Bryce, agree, disagree? Who's your vote for most changed? I, uh, I I don't really think I could choose one. Do you think multiple people have changed an awful lot? So that makes it difficult. Not really. It's just that, like, I don't know. I'm really bad at that sort of thing because I ne I guess I never really noticed Owen's change. I noticed mine because, like, I I managed to get better. But I wouldn't say that I changed the most just because I saw it. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel you've changed in this this whole six year odyssey we've been on? Uh, I'll I'll use as an example um, the talk with Cotter's mother and sister, mm -hmm. where we sat down and took two and a half hours. I think it felt like probably was more. It, it was definitely more than forty five minutes to figure out exactly the right words that needed to be said because I wouldn't let it go if they weren't exactly the right words because I knew they existed and they were just like four steps away and it just took me forever to find them. And then we've never had anything like that since. Mm -hmm. Like when we're doing this sort of interview, sometimes I'll have to go back and redo a phrase, but I've never had to reset because it just wasn't right yep in the same way that like because that that wasn't a one-off it like happened not to that severity but where i would have to oh yeah first couple of years yeah we would have to like sit down and say okay what would what would cotter say here let's let's think about it and then then go back and record it yeah but uh w what this was supposed to be about not just about like the changes i've gone through is um how I, I wouldn't really notice in the face of my own challenges, the challenges that everyone else was overcoming mm -hmm. quite as much. So I, I wouldn't really be able to say who changed the most because I don't like know the full extent. I don't think yeah. I, I'm not an unbiased observer outside observer. Like I, I'm too close mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. Very good. And how about you, Melanie? I liked watching Bryce change. And and why do you why do you think Bryce has changed the most? Cuz he has. In in what way? What what he just said he grew more. He grew outside of his shell more uh while playing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was definitely the case. So and as an example, Bryce, um, what does Cotter look like? Uh, he has medium brown hair, brown eyes. Uh, what's his armor? His armor is just like is a shiny plate at plate? the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He has the sword that lights on fire. The side of his yeah. pack has a a spoiler I can't talk about until next episode where it becomes relevant. <laughs> but yeah, so he has changed, hasn't he? Notice that that's all I explained because that's, ri- I'm pretty sure, written down somewhere in my folder so that I could say it over and over again until I remembered. Sounds good. Okay. Now, um, we did mention Sorzok and um, Kraval is the one who's changed the most physically. Mm-hmm. But Sorzok's no, been he, doing he's some... he's changed a lot too. What's he? Never mind. I, I want to say that he's changed the most in like the other ways too, but keep going. Anyways, Sorzok, however, seems to have something interesting going on uh, in the way of changes. He's, he's kind of... Um, well, he's kind of changed his whole uh, outlook on life, mm-hmm. and he's gone all winter warlock on us, and um, or the other way around. And uh, now all of a sudden, his uh, hellish rebuke has become kind of a divine rebuke or something. And um, you know, so what do we think is going on with him? Because as, as a uh, as a character, he seems to have the most interesting and um, noticeable changes. Okay, so uh, Owen, what uh, any any input on Sorzak and his uh, behind the scenes changes? I feel like um, he uh, really just like um, is like progressing through his monkhood and like becoming this like wiser um, this wiser person. Uh, when at the beginning. Um, did he say why he left the monastery? They were sent, right? Um, he he has said that, yeah, he was sent out on a quest to meet himself. Yeah. So I feel like um, Master Cho saw that he was still very rageful and um, uh, needed uh, ah, needed the world to um, punch him down a few years before he like can finally decide the texts and uh grow more uh being a like really um not necessarily productive but like a a true representation of a monk of the open hand um and now that he's understanding these texts and he's understanding why he was sent out and um meeting people and like making friends and like not having to be angry all the time anymore uh i feel like that's he he's leaving behind this uh wrathful um vengeful side of him and uh accepting the the way that master cho showed him at the beginning interesting he's becoming a better person through his experiences cool. yeah and you know mr Ch- master cho sent him on a expedition to find himself and he's been able yeah, to, to leave his selfish wrathful side behind yeah, anything, any input uh, the other two of you have on that? I think it's his his inner chi fighting against his genetic make. Of the, like, the evil tiefling kind of thing. Well, you know, in, in 
he did say that his uh, when you ran into his father, the the Ice Devil, that the Ice Devil had basically created him to cause chaos, and he is kind of you know that I think that was a, a big turning point for him, turning away from that life. It's like he realized that he was playing right into his father's hands and decided to make a, a complete break from that. So yeah. But yeah, but what's happening with all the rest of this abilities changing too? That's kind of interesting. Any 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 theories on that? I think it's it's his path and his inner chi. Okay. Real good. So, um here's a question for all of you. Um we've gotten up high into the ranks here. We're level 16, almost 17 now. No, we're 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 17. 17 almost 18 now so we're in level 17 almost 18 now and so you guys are getting the the big booms and the big you know unloads that you can uh, drop on people what is the biggest ability spell or whatever that your character has that you still haven't had a chance to use you've been just dying to give it a go i have not hit a crit since we got to uh level or whatever gave me fourth level spells so I want to crit on a Divine Smite, crank it to fourth level, and roll all the dice. How many would they be, like 16 d8s or something? Let me see. Uh, one for the smite, or one for the weapon, one because I'm cool, one for the smite, one, two, three, four for the hit, one because they're undead because I'm deciding. Uh, so that is eight. So 16 d8 plus 46 fire. Wow. Yeah, that would be, be a pretty fantastic day when that happens. It would. Melanie, what are you excited for? Yeah, do you have any any big abilities that Jade has that you haven't had a chance to pull out? Because, like, uh, for instance, Creval, he'd been just itching to use the Earthquake spell, and it may have helped or may have have been helpful in the end. We'll just see, but yeah. I don't got a lot of stuff, you know. I I got bows. Is there anything you're excited to use upcoming, though? I want to use banishment at least once. Yeah, banishment's cool, yeah. Yeah, why haven't you used that? That'd, that'd be a great one to have. Because yeah. everything we fought is from this plane, so mm. it'll only last a minute. Well, maybe maybe when we get to Jade Claw's uh, story here uh, coming up next, we'll just nothing but demons and devils and angels and... Uh, and... I can only use it so many times. <laughs> See, what I'm excited to do is we're deep in the underworld... Uh, I hope we're not in the underworld for my story. No, for my story. For your story? Anyway, we're deep in the underworld. Uh, Arlen is holding the box, the phylactery box, and one of the, like, four people in the party who can cast banishment banish him back to the material plane so that he can teleport home and destroy it. Oh, there's a neat idea. I thought you were going to say that he puts a foot uh, unwisely on a a gnomish bridge and it falls into the chasm. But... uh, I have things like magic circle I can use, but that takes like a while to set up and isn't exactly useful. Yeah. In a whole bunch of situations. Yeah, it's one of one of the uh few one of the limitations of an end of the world storyline is there is no real time to slow down and check things out. It's like we have we have so many cool things that can do, but like there's no point in setting up a castle that won't be done before the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So we have to go stop the world from ending before we can like build our castles and stuff. I have an ability from my subclass, but it casts an a- or it takes an action to use and so I never 
gonna use it because I always want to take an action. Yep. What what is this ability from your subclass? It like it lets me see like their like uh, vulnerabilities, weaknesses, resistances, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to do the the mental math on that. Is it worth me? you know dropping an yeah. action to do this exactly that's why i never use it is but arlen it could also be very useful is arlen about to try to use poison on something only for it to be immune to poison or is it poison that was the issue mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's poison yeah early on nothing was vulnerable to poison and uh yeah bringing poison to an undead fight is not the best thing but yeah, so Ar- speaking of Arlen, Owen, tell us, what, is, there, is there any big guns that Arlen has yet to bring to bear? Um, there's, even... there's not really. There's a lot of, like, um, a lot of the stuff that he's doing right now. Um, I really like the way that he's able to combo everything, kind of, and, like, um, using, like, 4th edition language, like, control it up controller. Um, wow, spoiler. And I'm really happy that I... Uh, have been able to do that and it's been really fun but um there's like it's so strange being this high level because um i've only ever played low mid-level characters before and like look even opening the seventh spell uh seventh level spell tab what's and so i'm like i haven't I, like i don't even like look at the ninth level spells but like passing a ninth level um uh what's it called a ninth level uh uh magic missile like devastating casting a time stop and just doing four fireballs in six seconds like how cool would that be summoning a dragon like what but like that that would just be like an insane like it's like almost incomprehensible like that would just be so cool, but I'm really happy with all the choices that I've made so far. Yeah, I no, cast would, every spell that I've wanted to. Yeah, uh, uh, you you mentioned levels. you know playing low to mid level campaigns, and I think most people do exactly that. You know, the, the campaigns either don't hold together all the way to twentieth level, mm-hmm. or you know they're not designed to go that far. You know, it's it's only you know supposed to go up to eighth level or something like that. What, mm-hmm. what what would you recommend to people uh, now that you've come this far, Owen? Would you would you recommend um, that they for sure go on and, and and do high level, or maybe even start at high level? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the biggest problem that I've like encountered recently is there's a lot of like first time players. And so starting at low levels for first time players is really great. And I get to help them through it because I I know the first couple levels so intimately. But like once those people have like um, gotten a fairly good understanding of the game or you already have a party that has um, um, pretty uh, well seasoned players in it, like we did that 14th level one shot where I played the College of Glamour Bard um just like making a character and already getting able being able to choose from six level spells like you you look at those uh like min maxers on reddit and like you're like what if i try that build for a one shot that'll last three hours like why not right like that's i feel like that's what they're there for like getting these crazy results for fun um but yeah like play a 
play a 20th level one shot, pull out Tiamat and um, Azorn, like, <laughs> like and, just, and a Tarask, and a Tarask, and, and, and also at the same time, yeah, like and a Thunderbird, like make an elemental bird final fight and just like play a stupid one shot with 19th level characters trying to, I don't even know, but like, I feel like that kind of like really high level gameplay would just be so much fun with a group of medium advanced. That would be like, do it. I feel like it would be so much fun. The one thing that I would like to say is that, um, we've had, uh, part of why I think like Arlen's done so well in doing everything that he wants is because we've come at it relatively slowly. Like I remember at lower levels, you just had all those spells you didn't like, but you picked without knowing that you wouldn't like them and gaining that ability to over time refine your character is a lot of why a higher level has been such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you just like jump into it and just decide to make a a one shot with 20th level characters. Yeah. You, you haven't had that wealth of experience going, Oh, Hey, this works well, this works poorly. Or uh, as you were saying, you can combo and you can say, okay, I can, I can do this one and this one. And uh, then this one and, and really make a, uh, a big boom in the end. So um, last thing we want to bring up to everybody, we are halfway into the individual quest to go and get the items of power you will need to hopefully survive your final encounter um and so the first one that was arlen's was kind of kind of a standard dungeon crawl but in in uh uh, alternate space and hopping from thing to thing uh platform to platform um, and then this one here is, you know, kind of also more of a, a dungeon crawl sort of situation in, in a uh, terrestrial based, uh, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, based in the prime material plane here. Hey, we don't actually know that it's a standard dungeon crawl yet. We just thought it was a fight. Yeah. Well, it, you turned it into one big fight. That's because um, we thought that it's what it was. <laughs> and that's what it ended up being. But then Drew's one in between was something completely different where you had to play through an existing story. Uh, and come out the other side. So, uh, so far, of what have you thought about the uh, three that we've had so far? That uh, you know, obviously one that we're in right now. Um, so, Bryce, actually, I've been picking on Owen. Why don't we start off with you? What What have you? What have your f- thoughts been so far on the the three we've had? Yeah. So the uh, first and the second, they were definitely a lot more. Or the first and the second, the first and the third were definitely a lot more straightforward and understandable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, oh, there's this place. We travel to the place. There's this giant um, pyramid in the sky. We get up there. We go through these, like, puzzles. We figure out ways to avoid uh, many of the pitfalls of doing dealing with the puzzles. And then, like, we get our item and there's a big fight. And that, that was a whole lot. That's relatively straightforward compared to, okay, you're on this island. Why don't you go interact with the people and all that? Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot easier, especially like as a, uh, not as not the primary person in that story, like going off to, uh, Krival's realm and just like being a peasant and it was like, okay, you're kind of a walking, talking NPC at that point. Yeah. But, um, it, it was certainly more interesting. I think when we had the think out of the box opportunities that we usually have on Kreval's story versus 
oh, he, here's a monastery. It's filled with enemies. Go, like, kill the right ones and don't kill the wrong ones and find the item. Mm-hmm. And then how about you, Melanie? What, what, what was your thoughts on the first three? I liked Craval's because we were exploring and we weren't just fighting the entire time. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. Yeah, these two these the uh, first and third have been a little bit more of the um uh standard D and D uh you know quest exploration combat and, and uh role play. Um uh, that one was uh you know the, the combat was uh, kind of almost role play in itself. Yeah, the good thing about the dungeon crawl style is we're leveling up and so we can understand how to use our abilities more, how to think outside the normal oh, I swing my sword attack, you know. Mhm. Well, the Craval's one was completely out of the box, so it was you know, you definitely had a stretch for that. And how about you there, Owen? Um I I prefer the um mine in the monks uh style but um i don't know i like the like how um even though they're like more or less dungeon crawly um fight the fight thing um they're each both they're, they're like different as well because mine had like the puzzle mechanic and the figuring like sequential discovery kind of thing Versus this one, which is more of the hack and slash, uncover information, and then execute. Which, um, so I, I don't know, I, I really like it. Yeah, even uh, though they're the, you know, more standard D&D things, yeah, they were completely yeah. and utterly different. Um, also, mm-hmm. narratively, completely and utterly different. You know, you got the yes. monks coming back to the monastery and, and then finding it overrun and having to deal with that part of the role play. So, yeah. Um, so, now, uh, back to you there, Melanie. Um, clearly there's only, uh, yourself and Cotter and we know that Cotter's is the last one. So clearly Jade has to be next. What do you think is coming for Jade Claw in her thing? You just stepped out into this forest when you stepped out of your, your, uh, fiery ring. Yes, we did. I knew that. What happened? You no, just stepped that out of the forest. That's all we forest. know. You stepped out we of the stepped forest. We stepped in the forest. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully... Nothing bad happens to the treehouse is what I'm hoping. Um, but we're in a forest so I can make use of my abilities. Hopefully that'll that'll be a, a big part of of my story is actually using my ranger abilities. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how about the rest of you guys. Any, anything uh, you think is going to be ha- coming up next either in, in, uh, in Jade's or in Cotter's? Um, I feel like in Jade's, it is going to have something to do with the treehouse. And um, if I were to write uh, a like a, the, these like essentially one shot adventures for each of us, um, have us be playing um, our main characters and also our tabaxis, and we're working together to uh, like investigate and save the library and find this amazing weapon or trinket or whatever she has and uh just like multiple layers of uh, cool stuff happening but i that's i think that's what's gonna happen yeah well that's actually kind of what we did with uh saving arlen's life 
That was that was exactly pretty much scenario. They had to combine with the Tabaxi and had multiple. I mean, like at the same time, like think of like Mirror Room. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't mind Mirror Room again. (laughs) So, any thoughts that you have, Cotter, on what's upcoming? Uh, Probably not a Mirror Room, uh, because that's way too random. Actually, it's random for me at least. Probably not random for everyone else. Uh. Yeah, uh, I know we're going down, down, down. Um, so yeah, there's probably going to be devils and demons and maybe. Well, we know that's the um, end destination for all of this. Is that not? Uh, that's where the last phylactery was. Is that not where I'm ending up? No, we're, that's well, we're meeting the, the elephant people, I think. Yeah, well, that's where it's yeah. starting. With, with, yeah. with the portal to the, pla- to the hellfire place. That's where we're starting. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just going to go straight into hell and I'd get my thing on the way. Well, maybe that's what's going to happen. We'll have to see, yeah. And, we'll, and, and that brings up the question, what do we think the, what's going to happen in the final destination? You're going to end up having to go to the underworld. What's What do you think is going to happen down there? It's going to be spooky. I think... Uh, it's going to be hot. Adri's going to have the best time because she already died once. Mm. So uh, everything will either go very well or very poorly for her. Because of that fact. I think that Arlen is going to have the worst time, on the other hand, because he dies every time. And, <laughs> well, um, dies, dies. Like, she died. Not just taking Right, she nap. died, died, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm on the brink of death, like... Oh, we, we're going to get to... How many... Consistently. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to see all of the other uh, wild magic people. Like, they're going to be down there and go, like, what the heck? You survived? This isn't fair. <laughs> I would be trippy. Yeah, they will, they'll come for revenge on Arlen, but yeah. Okay, well, any last Revenge, thoughts? what did I do? <laughs> you lived. <laughs> okay. Survi- uh, anti-survivor's animosity. Yeah. It's like Survivor's Guild, but Other way around. spectral. Yeah. Anyway, Victim's so, animosity. Yeah. So, any last thoughts before we wrap up here on what's coming up in the next little bit and, and the six-year journey we've been on? I'm ready to kick some skeleton booty. Anybody else? Uh, I, I predict that there will be fewer fights that require standing at range. Okay. All right, sorry, this is a hopeful, and it's also kind of a spoiler for next episode, but I, I hope there's less standing at range trying to shoot things. We'll see. But that's my specialty. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, we'll see what if, it, what if any of those predictions come in uh, in the next several sections here as we wrap up this six-year journey now that we're gone we've gone on 300 episodes deep and uh we'll see what happens in the next episode until then rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode email us at relic of the past podcast at gmail.com with questions or comments follow us at relic of the past or relic of the past podcast on your social media feeds and thank you for playing in the world that lives in all of our heads mm-hmm.